Hey, it's Dan Leach. Be sure to check out my podcast, the Detroit CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angle for all the Detroit teams and the Michigan Wolverines and Michigan State Spartans as well. If you're from Detroit or a fan of any of the Detroit or college teams in the Michigan area and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Detroit CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in. Happy Manic Monday here on the Detroit City Cast, the official start, even though it really kind of started after Michigan beat Northwestern on Saturday, but the official start of one of the most epic Michigan, Michigan State weeks in the history of the series. Much more on that later. We've got a very interesting question to ask you about Lions head coach Dan Campbell, especially out of the Stafford Golf Revenge game and how well that Lions team played with a, a Rams team that is incredibly better than them. And we got a poll up on Twitter at my Twitter at DanLeach971 that will give you the instant results from on your approval rating of Dan Campbell, the Lions coach. So looking forward to getting that involved in the Detroit CityCast frame. We'll talk about that a lot going forward and how people are, are feeling about Dan Campbell leading this team. Yes, they might be 0-7, but there are some things we'll discuss that came out of that game yesterday that have, we've seen all season long that give me a little hope and a possibility that Dan Campbell could be a really good coach in the future. So much to get to in that. Throughout this week, we've got an amazing guest plan for you for the Michigan-Michigan State game, including my man Matt Charbonneau, beat writer for the Spartans, Angelique Changalis, uh, beat writer for the Wolverines, and just a ton of diving into this game from all angles. And I want to start here with the Motown betting window presented by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And up to the second here on this Monday, uh, Michigan is a four-point favorite. It's where it opened at around the, the country and the world. There have been some four-and-a-halves that have been popping up here and there. Right now, Bet Rivers is Michigan minus four, minus 108. Michigan State plus four, minus 113. line Wolverines minus 190. And the Moneyline Michigan State uh, plus 145. The total sitting there at 51.5. Not much movement on that yet. The over minus 109. The under minus 112. But when you look at this game, and I've been reaching out to a lot of my friends, some that are odds makers, some that are big sharp handicappers, the sharps are, a lot of sharps don't bet really early in the week anyway. Sometimes you do. Most of the time, they don't. But so far, it's the public that is driving this line up to four and a half in some places. And could we see fives by Wednesday or even Tuesday? It is possible. Uh, This is the thing about this game. We've discussed this on the CityCast many different times. The Wolverines, much like the Lakers, the Yankees, uh, the Green Bay Packers or Dallas Cowboys, for example, Alabama, they are huge public teams. Where, yes, Michigan has the biggest alumni in the world, but that's not why the most people bet on Michigan. They're just a big public team that has been beloved in all these different quarters of the country for a long time. So lines on Michigan games sometimes, especially the big ones, can be inflated because so much of the public is going to take Michigan, whether there's a rhyme or reason to do that. So if you're a Spartan fan or a Spartan backer in this game, you want to wait. Because this line could go up to four and a half, five, or even more. I know that some of my Spartan friends that I've talked to 
over the last couple of days are like, they think this line's going to go down to, you know, three, three and a half. I, I mean, could it? Sure. But I, to me, based on what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, there is much a much better chance of this line going up to four and a half, five, five and a half, or whatever, than it is to going down. Because if you look at the SP Plus rankings, if you look at a lot of the different, uh, you know, computer systems that odds makers and some handicappers use, Michigan is clearly like a six or seven point favorite, better than Michigan State when you put all these different numbers together. And when you take the home field advantage, which is worth about three points at Spartan Stadium, that's why this line is basically at four right now. But then it's all about what the public and the Sharps do, betting the line. And so far, a lot of public money. Michigan, it's holding steady at four right now at Bet Rivers. We might see some four and a half or five soon, and we've seen those pop up in different places as well. So we'll monitor this for you all week. It's, as we know, one of the biggest Michigan State games ever. First time since 1964 that these teams have played, both ranked in the top 10. I can't wait to be up there. I'm probably not going to sleep the night before, even though I have to call a high school playoff game, uh, my high school game of the week on WMHI between Howell and Heartland. I'm going to try to get at least a few hours of sleep. It looks like there could be some rain. The early forecast on Saturday, about 55 degrees, but hopefully just kind of overcast and no rain. Rain would add a, a nice element to this game, by the way. Uh, but really looking forward to what is going to be a fun week leading up to this game. And to have both these teams, no matter what side of the sickness, as I call it, the rivalry, the sickness, uh, you are on. you got to be fired up to have 7-0 or 7-0. And the team that wins this game with a real chance to get to the playoff. I mean, that's the bottom line. It's not necessarily an elimination game because both these teams could end up 11-1 if they lose this game. And based on what happens with the Ohio State Buckeyes, they still could get into the Big Ten title game. They still could possibly get into the playoff based on there being maybe possibly more chaos in the top of college football in the FBS. But whoever wins this game is going to have a real chance. A real chance to, to get to the playoff. And for Michigan fans, you know, they've never been there. And Michigan State fans got there and obviously had that bad loss to Alabama. But at least they got there. And just a, a quick look here at the futures when it comes to the national championship odds at Bet Rivers. The Wolverines, uh, a top five favorite right now. They are 33-1. to 1 tied with Oregon in the top five of the odds to win it all. Uh, and Michigan State is 100-1. to 1. They are in the top 10. And then when it comes to the Big Ten, this is where it was really interesting heading into this week because Penn State was ranked second, even though Michigan was undefeated, and same with the Spartans. Of course, Penn State with that embarrassing loss to former Michigan quarterback Brandon Peters in Illinois in the Ferris Bueller nine times overtime game, the record uh, in the history of college football, even though it's the two-point conversion fest for the majority of those overtimes, which I think is stupid. But the Buckeyes, they were minus, I think it was 150 last week. Now they're minus 250. Wolverines, the second favorite at Bent Rivers, 6-1 to one to win the Big Ten. Wisconsin now, you know, starting to move up in the Western Division because of Iowa's troubles. They're 12-1. to one. So are the Spartans. So are the Hawkeyes. Penn State dropped, by the way, to 16-1 to one to be the second favorite around, uh, I think they were around 6-1. to one before uh, the games on Saturday and the bad game for Penn State. A couple other games I want to look at for you here at the uh, Motown betting window. Pistons tonight. They are getting 11.5 in Atlanta. That Pistons team continues to play without Kane Cunningham. Atlanta, um, you know, a team that's kind of on the rise right now and has owned the Pistons in many different label, uh, uh, situations in recent years. So right now you got the Hawks minus 11.5 against the Pistons tonight. That's a 7.30 start. 
and that is your line at Bent Rivers. And you've got the Detroit Lions playing Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles next Sunday. Currently, that line is right where it's opened uh, yesterday at Bent Rivers. Eagles minus 3.5, minus 106 for the Eagles. Lions plus 3.5, minus 115. Money line Eagles minus 177. Lions plus 144. The total, 47.5 right now for this game. Over minus 113 and under minus 108. I... Do not have a lean yet. We're going to, you know, obviously slice and dice and get fully into this game throughout the week as well. It's, it reminds me a little bit of what happened with the Bengals line. Same three and a half point spread. I thought the Bengals were going to have a rough week after that tough loss in overtime. All those missed field goals to, to the Green Bay Packers. The Bengals are now one of the, you know, the best records in the NFL and lead the AFC East uh, after, or AFC North, excuse me, after, you know, destroying the, the Ravens on the road yesterday. So this this game, if, if anything, you can't touch the lines right now. So I told you to stay away from them, even though they covered against the Rams, getting 15 and a half, 16 and a half points, uh, no matter where, depending on what you bet in the game. Uh, but this Eagles team is better than the Lions, but they're not playing really well. And the Eagles just lost in, in Vegas to a Raiders co- team that, you know, their coach resigned a couple weeks ago in John Gruden. The total, though, might be a play here. I think this could be a nice over. It's right in that kind of range, the 47 and a half, where the over could be a nice play here. So that's the lean right now early, but no lean on the point spread. That's where it's at at Bet Rivers. Eagles minus 3.5, uh, minus 106, Lions plus 3.5, minus 115. That's a look at the Motor City betting window presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. The Detroit CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting and it has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They are bringing back their reduce-the-juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat-the-spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. All right, now that we've had some time to kind of digest what happened yesterday in La La Land and just what kind of performance the Lions were able to come up with, even in the loss, of course, but so undermanned and with a lack of talent against their former franchise quarterback to have the lead much of the first half and, and also in the second half, and lose that game by nine, they were, you know, I don't want to say a laughing stock, but no one was giving them much of a chance to be in this game. Even I thought this was going to be a blowout. And talked my good friend, Danielle Avari, my counterpart in Los Angeles, the host of the Los Angeles City Cast. We did a, a show together uh, last week. To not, She was all about taking the Lions because golf had something to prove, which I agreed with, but it still didn't make any sense to me because the Lions are just not a good team as far as talent goes. But this is what leads into a brand new feature we have on the show here. And it's the Dan Campbell approval rating. And it's up on my Twitter. We're going to have this up for a while. We're going to keep checking in with you because I think it's a fascinating angle for us. Uh, You know, especially the Lions fans, the the diehards, who I'm one of, in this town, to discuss throughout the year. Because uh, me and my producer were talking uh, 
after the game yesterday, he brought up a really interesting point. The S-Man, by the way, shout out to King Steven. And he said, listen, if, if they were going 17, are you going to fire Dan Campbell? And there really is kind of, you know, it'd be unprecedented if they didn't. I mean, obviously Hugh Jackson got fired after going winless. And of course, Rod Marinelli here in Detroit when it happened in 2008. But there's this is a rebuild and it's not like the Lions are, and it could happen later on in the season, but it's not like the Lions are getting their asses kicked. They, they have played tough against some of the better teams, you know, in the NFL, whether it's I know San Francisco lost last night, but San Fran's one of the better teams. They're a playoff contender. Baltimore's one of the better teams, even with their, their tough loss uh, yesterday to the Bengals. They're a, a true playoff contender. Green Bay's likely going to win the NFC North, I would think, pretty easily. Uh, and obviously the Lions have the lead on them at the half. So the Lions have, have played so well in, in games that they probably had no business playing as well as they didn't because there is this lack of, of, of skill players. There's injuries, whether it's Ragnow, and obviously Decker's been banged up. And Okuda out for the season. You've got a brand new quarterback in Jared Goff who, yes, he's okay. He ain't Matt Stafford. And Goff, listen, yes, those two picks yesterday ruined the Lions' chances of maybe winning that game. But he had a pretty good game and really was confident and slinging the ball all over the place, especially that first touchdown past the 63-yarder to DeAndre Swift uh, early in the game to take that 7-0 lead. Goff looked like the Goff that helped the Rams get to the Super Bowl a few years ago and win a playoff game last year before he was traded for Matthew Stafford. And I've always said this, it gives the Lions some flexibility to see what they want to do with a Jared Goff over the next couple of years. I don't think he's the future, but things could really turn around. In the NFL, you got a guy that's been to a Super Bowl that's won multiple playoff games. That's a rarity. Matthew Stafford, as much as I love the guy, and it was tough seeing him in a Rams uniform against his you know former team, he's never won a playoff game. And much of that wasn't necessarily his fault. But my point is, is you don't have a lot of quarterbacks out there. I mean, think about in, in, in Seattle. Geno Smith instead of Russell Wilson. It's a huge drop-off. You don't have a lot of quarterbacks out there that have won a playoff game, yet alone multiple playoff games. So there's things to see about golf, but I think they're going to draft a player and maybe let him study under golf, a la Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Steve Young, Joe Montana, or so many others. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, Joe Flacco before he took over in Baltimore. Not that he's really learning about, you know, the way Lamar Jackson plays from Joe Flacco, but he still was a, a veteran that had, you know, gone to the Super Bowl and had a lot of success in the playoffs. So this is about, as we've talked about, identifying the future for this team and what players are going to be around. And Dan Campbell is a huge part of that. Now, I've mentioned throughout the season that it seems to me, and I know it's just his first year, but Brad Campbell, Brad Campbell, should we call him uh, Dan Holmes, Brad Campbell? Uh, Brad Holmes, Brad Sherlock Holmes, the Lions GM, seems to be the real deal. Made the Stafford move, no one thought he'd do that. Drafted Panay Sewell, had a, a solid draft, did, it, did the same thing in Los Angeles, getting guys like Aaron Donald, Van Jefferson, you know, Akers, and some others. So I think Brad Campbell has a great chance of being the real deal. I have no idea, Brad Holmes, I have no idea if Dan Campbell is going to be a great coach. We just, we don't, it's too early. But you can start commenting on whether you approve or disapprove of what he's been doing so far. And that's what we have up on my Twitter at DanLeach971. That question, are you approving of the job Dan Campbell's doing or disapproving? And so far, we're getting up to almost 1,000 votes. 87.1% of you approve. 12.9% of you disapprove. Now, part of that, you got to be honest, there are big lion slaps that are unreasonable or unrealistic, and but not enough out of this, this kind of a sample size to say that they're being crazy by saying they approve. I approve right now. 
And I'll tell you why. I think the people that voted approved are correct. And when you look at some of the comments, you know, Scott Hockenberry commented and said, how can anyone approve a coach who hasn't won a game? Others, uh, you know, like Lions Forever said, definitely approve. Young guys are playing well. Isn't afraid to take risks. Is the type of guy you root for. I'm a fan. And, you know, Charles Magzikles, love him. Greg said bar's pretty low. Uh, Alan W. said only Lions fans find 0-7 acceptable. Expect more. And, and to that point, this is this is why I approve so far. And I get both Alan and Scott Hockenberry who said, how can anyone approve of a coach who hasn't won a game? Listen, if you're a Lions fan and you're worth your salt, well, I don't want to be mean because I, I don't try to judge people's fandom. But if you're really a Lions fan, a real Lions fan, and you understand how football works, and you've heard this show and how I've discussed it and other shows nationally or locally that have discussed it, and you understand that this is a full rebuild. The Lions haven't really done this since basically after Matt Millen was ushered off and they brought in Jim Schwartz in the, after the own 16 year. They have not done a full rebuild. The, the Caldwell thing was, you know, rebuilding on the fly. And then obviously Patricia coming in, that, that was rebuilding on the fly. Not even a rebuild, just kind of continuing when it probably should have been a rebuild. They haven't really done this in almost 15 years. So there's going to be growing pains. And I can't stress this enough. It's way better to be bad for two or three years and then be good for a decade than it is to just do a hodgepodge type thing, try to get good for a year or two, then you're bad for six. Or try to get good for one season and you're bad for three. You've got to have patience and foresight. And that's why people like Alan saying only Lions fans find 0-7 acceptable. Of course it isn't acceptable. And Scott, as I mentioned, Hockenberry saying, how can you approve of a coach that hasn't won a game? This year is not about wins and losses. It's about how this team performs and identifies the players that will be here going forward and just how the job that Dan Campbell has looked at in coaching a team that is much like, let's say, the Dolphins three years ago, where they're not telling their guys to go out there and lose, which you never would do in pro football because you can get killed that way or paralyzed. But you're going to put out players that even at their best are going to basically not give you enough chances to win a lot of games. That's where the Lions are at right now. They've got a quarterback that's been to a Super Bowl. He's decent. But you have, I mean, is your best receiver Ramon Ross St. Brown? I mean, you've got no depth at wide receiver. You've got Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, who have both been banged up at times this year. Swift has obviously played great yesterday in the loss to the Rams. But he's had a groin issue all year. You have Ragnow completely injured and out. You've had Decker banged up. You have Okuda, who maybe was going to finally have that year that, that he needed to early in his career to move forward out for the season. You don't have a lot of talent around the bat. You have some young players, some decent veterans, but not a lot of talent. The Lions are probably one of the least talented teams, bottom five in the NFL. That's just the truth. That's why Brad Holmes was bought in or brought in to, to improve that. So when you look at people saying only Lions fans would find it acceptable to be 0-7, that's not what I'm finding acceptable. I'm not worried about the 0-7. The Lions, there's no team in the NFL. And I haven't watched every team's games, but I've watched a, a, high, a lot of games between a lot of different teams so far this year. And obviously it's possible to watch every game, but I watch highlights, I watch Red Zone, you know, I, I go over, you know, the the, uh, the the abridged version of the games that they have on, on NFL.com and, and ESPN where you can watch the turning points and all that stuff. I've watched a lot of teams' games this year. There's probably no team in the NFL that deserves at least a win, one win, more than the Lions. And a lot of that is Dan Campbell. Yeah, is he gambled too much at times? Sure. But as he made some great balls and decisions, going forward in certain fourth downs, 
you know, the way his team is playing for him, heartbreaking losses. Lions, the only team in the history of the NFL to lose two games at the whistle in one season by 50-yard field goals or longer. And they combined for 120 yards. The 53-yarder, Greg Joseph field goal against Minnesota and the Route 66-yarder with Justin Tucker against the Ravens. They deserve a win. And they played well enough to get one, even though they have a lack of talent and they're an inferior team when it comes to so many different reasons. That gives me hope about Dan Campbell. And as of now, you know, we're it's week seven going into week eight. I approve. And it looks like a lot of you agree with me. And I'd love for you to comment on these tweets so we can talk about this on the show. Uh, my Twitter is at DanLeach971. Many of you know it. Those that don't, tell your friends and sisters and brothers and former roommates all about it. Because this is a discussion we'll have throughout the year. Because we're not talking about the playoffs. Lions aren't going to the playoffs. We're not talking about you know, the Lions winning 7, 8, 9, 10 games. Now it's about can the Lions not go winless, which I don't think they're going to. But it's about the job Dan Campbell's doing with his staff, with Anthony Lynn, with Eric Glenn, with you know uh, the other guys he's brought in, to Antoine randall to make this team the best it can be. And so far, yes, the Lions are the only winless team in the NFL. They weren't going to win a lot of games this year anyway, if three or four. But the connection this team has to him, how hard they are playing, his emotions, which I love. I know some of you think it's silly. I love his emotion. Boy, it's, it's, it's a rarity sometimes at the coaching level to have coaches that really just live and die with their team and, and wins and losses. That's what you want. He's a true football guy. So far, that's, that's, that's the way I'm feeling about him, and I definitely approve. So please vote on that at Dan Leach 971 Of course, you know, the Lions ended up covering that game yesterday, but it's still so crazy to have seen Matthew Stafford in a Rams uniform against his only team that he played for, the franchise quarterback, overall number one pick in 2008 for the Detroit Lions. And boys, he got a great chance to win a Super Bowl, much like Justin Verlander. If he does, I'll be very happy for him. It's just, I, I miss him crazy. I got a chance to cover Stafford for years. He's a good dude. He cares about the fans. He cares about his teammates. He worked his ass off, had some back injury issues and other things in the last few years and played through a lot of pain. I have a, 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 a tremendous top level of respect for Matthew Stafford. That's for sure. And you look at Khalif Raymond and the performance he had, six receptions for a buck 15, and DeAndre Swift, what he was able to do in that huge touchdown early. And, you know, this team fought its ass off. They weren't going to beat the Rams. The Rams would have to play one of the worst games they have played in years for the Lions to win this game. But yet, the Lions found a way to look like a, you know, a competitive NFL team for two and a half, three quarters. Against one of the league's best. The Rams are 6-1. and one. They're one of the top three, four teams in the NFL right now. And as a Lions fan, that made me proud. It's been a rare thing to say that in recent years, that I've been proud to be a Lions fan. I've always been proud to be a Lions fan, even though it's silly sometimes because all they do is break your heart. I'll never give up on that. But it's not like I've gone around saying, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm repping the Lions. I'm so proud of that. I have my jerseys. I have my shirts. I... I live and die with them. You know, covering them has been a great, you know, a great treat of my career. But, you know, covering a team, you got to be objective. You can't just be a true fan. But being a host of a show, that has allowed me to do that. I'm not a columnist or a beat writer. So I've been able to be a fan as well. But you got to be fair. And it's been tough the last several years to be proud of the Lions and proud to be a Lion fan, especially during the garbage Patricia era. But now, Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, you've got this kind of fresh feeling new coaching staff, and after what they did yesterday, I was, yes, they lost, but I was proud to be a Lions fan. Because this team is looking like it could move forward, and that's all you can ask for. It's going to be some growing pains, it's going to hurt at times, 
But let me tell you, in today's NFL, if you can get on that kind of horse and move forward, even if it's just incrementally, small steps, but you're not moving backwards, there's always going to be some reversals, but if you can just kind of slowly move forward over a two, three-year period, you could really become a contending team. And that's what you have to hope for if you're a Lions fan. Vote on that poll at Dan Leach 97.1. And coming up, start of Michigan, Michigan State Week. The Paul Bunyan Trophy in an historic feel. One of the biggest Michigan, Michigan State games in the history of the series. Get to that. Come right up. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. So it begins. I mean, it really kind of began after the, no, the Northwestern win by Michigan that was never really in doubt. Yeah, it was close in the first half. Michigan should have gone for it on fourth down. But this week has commenced, and I've lived through a lot of Michigan, Michigan State weeks. I've been to a ton of Michigan, Michigan State games in both Spartan Stadium and obviously the majority of them at Michigan Stadium. And I got to tell you, in my life, I, I I can think of a couple other times. A one, the trouble with the snap game. I mean, sometimes when I was younger, that Desmond Howard heartbreak when we thought he had the two-point conversion in, uh, in 1991. There's been a lot of times where I've been really excited. This is definitely one of the top three or four. And it's maybe would be even higher if I wasn't still, and I'm not going to say I'm a non-believer in Jim Harbaugh, but I'm still not believing in Jim Harbaugh because he's just let this team down over and over again. I mean, the team is let down in the biggest games. This year so far, of course not. The Knights went on the road for the first time in 20 years in Madison against the Badgers, who are a very weird team. You know, they can lose and look silly and then come back and, and you know dominate Purdue and just beat Iowa. Uh, but they're still a decent team. They had the number one rush defense in the FBS when Michigan ran all over them. Then the Nebraska game, Nebraska had been steadily improving. It was a desperation night game for them in Lincoln, and the Wolverines found a a way to get through that one, and they're undefeated. And Michigan State, conversely, when you look at the Spartans and what they've been able to do, all the tests they've been given, they've answered as well. And if I believed more in Harbaugh being the, the guy that can lead this team to Indy in the playoffs and beyond, then I'd be even more excited. But that's neither here nor there because this is such a special week anyway. I mean, growing up and, and covering the, these teams for years now, the Ohio State game for Michigan, not as much obviously recently as Ohio State owns Michigan, that was by far the biggest game. Biggest game nationally, biggest game you know, rivalry-wise, all that stuff. But the Michigan-Michigan State game was always the hardest hitting. And this game is going to be incredibly intense. You've got two teams in the top ten, the first time that these teams have played each other, both in the top 10, since 1964, Michigan State, number eight, Michigan, number six, combined for 14-0, the winner with a real, real chance to get to the, the playoff and, dare I say, win a national title. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's you take one week at a time. And just to check back in with our 
Bet Rivers, our great friends at Bet Rivers, the line right now at Bet Rivers, as we record this show, minus four for the Wolverines, minus 108. Michigan State plus four, minus 113. Money line, Michigan minus 190. Michigan State plus 145 in the total, 51 and a half. The over minus 109, the under minus 112. And I've got multiple large bets individually with people straight up. But as far as this point spread goes, I, for one, and I'll just give you full disclosure, I don't like betting on my the teams that I love often unless I really you know love the game. And this is the game so far. It could maybe change later in the week. But I, I, I love Michigan in this game. It's not being a homer. It's just I think Michigan's got more talent. I mean, I, I think Kenneth Walker's an incredible player for Michigan State. Obviously, Naylor and Reed are incredible receivers. But I think overall, in all positions, um, Michigan's got more talent. And Mel Tucker is still in just his, you know, what was it, six, seven, now it's like 13, 14 games he's coached ever at Michigan, Michigan State. Last year's game, or Michigan State, last year's game with no fans. Yes, it was a, a big win for Mel Tucker and the, the Spartans. Michigan should have lost that game as huge favorites uh, at the big house. But still, there was no fans, no atmosphere, totally different situation. Late start to the season. You don't write that off, but it's not, like I, I always say, a scale one to 10, last year was like a six. You can't say it was a two. You can't say it was a 10. It still matters more than the average, but it was a weird year. This is with everything on the line now. And is this finally the year that Harbaugh can get this Michigan team to places they've had a chance to get to, especially during that Chase Winovich revenge tour a few years ago when they had the seven and a half point favorite, either a seven and a half point favorite at Columbus and the Buckeyes sliced and diced them like they were in a wood chipper in Fargo. Poor guy, by the way, got you know, sliced in that wood chipper. Great movie though, Fargo. Can this be the year? It's possible. Mel Tucker taking over for D'Antonio, who, of course, was incredible for the Michigan State Spartans. Can he really cement himself as this, like, you know, next amazing coach that Michigan State found? Wasn't their first choice, maybe their second choice, maybe even their third choice, but sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I mean, this thing is dripping with so many storylines. And, you know, all the the Michigan fans that are saying, start J.J. McCarthy, which isn't going to happen. That are not giving Kate any love. I'm not trying to say Kate McNamara is Brett Favre, but he had he's one interception his entire career. He's kept the offense clean. They threw the ball a lot more on play action against Northwestern, seemingly to kind of get ready for what's going to happen at Michigan State. You might see Michigan's first offensive possession look completely different than anything they've done all year, and, and try to catch the Spartans off guard. Vice versa, the state Spartan can do the same thing. But as far as the game is concerned, minus four seems about right. I mean, Michigan. As I mentioned, the SP Plus rankings that they do on ESPN and the guy from Football Outsiders that kind of developed that system, that is a very accurate kind of real-time ranking system. Those new ones will come out Tuesday, and we'll discuss those throughout the week on the show. But last, uh, going into the games this weekend, or last weekend now, Michigan was like a 20.6. Sparty was a 14.2, so about six points, a little more than six points better uh, Michigan was than, than, than the Spartans. And you look at the three points you get for home field advantage at Spartan Stadium, a true three-point advantage there. Places super loud and a great place to play for big games. That's why you see Michigan as a four, four and a half point favorite right now. So I can see this game coming down to the wire. And Michigan or Michigan State winning by one or two. That's why I don't like the four as it stands right now on a Monday. But the money line is what my play is. Because I've made already money line bets basically with my friends. And I, I will take Michigan on the money line. Uh, I, I took them on a big play yesterday when the line came out because I think Michigan's going to win this game but especially when it comes to teams that I love like the Lions and 
Michigan, of course, the you know the Red Wings or Pistons. I don't want when I'm betting on them if I really believe they're gonna win and it's not just a homer play, I'm not gonna risk Michigan winning the game but not covering. You know, having a couple grand on a game, Michigan wins by one and a miracle, you know, late field goal after like trailing much of the day or whatever the scenario is, but they don't cover the spread. So that's why, I mean, if the spread was like 20, it's a different story. That's why I'm 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 taking the money line. But I do believe there's value right now in Michigan minus four, because if they win this game, I think it could be by seven, eight, nine points. But it should be a really close game that does go down to the wire, and that's why the money line is a play for me. But, boy, we have a full week of shows for you to talk about this. Can't wait to talk to Angelique Changalos and Matt Charbonneau and some other special guests, and we're going to break this, this game down from all different angles. As it stands right now, we are working our way towards one of the biggest Michigan-Michigan State games in the history of the rivalry. And what more can you ask for? That's why we're fans of these two teams. That's why the rivalry I call it a sickness. Because this is a rivalry that means so much to, you know, you got brothers and, and sisters that went to different schools and brothers and brothers that went to different schools and sisters and sisters that went to different schools. One went to Michigan, one went to Michigan State. House is divided. I mean, this rivalry has been going on since 1898. A Michigan 39 to nothing win. They played for the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Both teams are undefeated. Winner gets a great chance to go to Indy and get to the CFP. Loser isn't dead, but you want to win this game. All-time record, by the way, in the, the series. Michigan owns Michigan State, but much better for the Spartans of late. Michigan 71 wins, 37 losses, and five ties since they've done the trophy series going back uh, about 60 or so years. Michigan leads the 38-28 and two ties. Obviously, there's no more ties now. Longest win streak for the Wolverines, 14, between 1916 and 1929. That was a million years ago. So let's kind of throw that out. And the current win streak, Michigan State, of course, won last year. But you look at Michigan State and, and what they were able to do for much of the D'Antonio era, they have really dominated the series for the better part of the last, let's say, 12 years. When I mean, you go back to 08, four wins in a row from 08 to 11 for Michigan State. Then the Wolverines you know, finally got off the Schneid one, 12 to 10 in Ann Arbor in 2012. Three more straight wins for Michigan State from 13 to 15. Sandwiched with another Michigan win, uh, 32 to 23 in East Lansing, but then and that was when Michigan uh, was a huge favorite, but didn't cover. I think there were 17 and a half point favorites. But then Michigan State won the next year, so they won four or five there. If you go all the way back to 08, 08 through 2017, the Spartans eight and two, eight and two, four in a row, three in a row, sandwiched by two Michigan wins, and then another win for Michigan State. In 2017, eight and two against the Wolverines. That's not good. Then, of course, Michigan won two years in a row, heading into last year's wacky COVID game. And this year, boy, it is going to be sick. And there's some news to report. We already knew, as I told you last week, that the Fox noon big game crew will be live on site in East Lansing. Well, it came out about two hours ago. And I knew this over the weekend, but it wasn't confirmed because I have a good friend who was very close with the bus driver of the game day crew for ESPN. They were debating between maybe going to Columbus 
um, if Penn State had won, which of course they didn't, game day, ESPN's college game day will be there as well. It's rare that you got two different, you know, competing network sets of their college football, you know, pregame shows at one site. It's going to be a hell of a morning and a hell of an atmosphere at East Lansing on Saturday. All Hallows Eve Eve. All right. We're going to get all that for you throughout the rest of the week and get into every angle of this one. I can't wait. I I, I hope I got to try to get some sleep Friday night after I call that, that Howl Heartland playoff game. I've got it because I don't want to be going on like two days no sleep with all the intensity and emotions anyway, but I, it's going to be tough to sleep. I might only get a few hours like I did last week before the Michigan Northwestern game, which was like a hundredth of what this game is going to be. Uh, so enjoy the early part of this week here. We'll be with you throughout the week to keep you completely connected to this huge Michigan-Michigan State game. Vote on that poll and your approval or disapproval of Dan Campbell uh, and the Lions, the Lions head coach so far. You can get that at Dan Leach 971 on Twitter. And until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Go blue. And you know what? Good luck to State too. Dan Leach, out. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one on one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.